When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome everyone to Dragon Quest FM, where we talk about and obsess over Dragon Quest. I'm Austin. I'm BJ. And this week, we are talking a bit more about Dragon Quest Monsters The Dark Prince. We're still playing it, me in post-game, and <laughs> BJ in the yep. story. Um, still gonna keep stuff kind of spoiler-free, but also we're kind of far enough along now both in playthroughs, but also like how long the game has been out that you might hear some yep. spoilers for like early to mid, early to mid game spoilers, let's call it. First thing, first thing I wanted to talk about in today's episode, something we've kind of been holding out on is talking about the different dungeons and like right. et- echelons that you visit. What do you think of them overall? Before I say what I'm going to say, what, what have you, how have you found them to be overall? Okay, so I'm still in the lower echelons, and I am in the third one of the uh, lower echelons, the uh, Circle of Caprice, and uh, I'm actually a little frustrated with it. Yeah, you're. You're. I think you're in the final one before you do the middle stuff. I believe. Yeah, probably so. It makes sense. I think there were three at the bottom, uh, is what it said earlier, or something like that, or maybe I made it up, but. Uh, I'm there. I beat the E cup so that I could get here and uh, in the mausoleum. And then I'm actually really, well, I was frustrated. I should say I was really frustrated until probably about uh, 20 minutes ago when I finally (laughs) my way through the, well, I I, I was playing it and I got my way through. Finally, uh, the season changed and gave me access to where I friggin' needed to go. Like, I was wandering around through, like, two other seasons until, like, summer came and dried up all the water, and I was finally able to go where I needed to instead of just having to go around and scout monsters and fight, which was fine, but it was really frustrating not being able to even find a path to the goal. I had the flag on the map, and I couldn't figure out where to go. It. I didn't realize, I have not encountered that problem. I didn't realize that was a thing. So you get locked out. Okay, maybe I'm stupid and tell, missed away. Like, but tell me which one that is, because it's been a long time since I was in the lower echelon this, of the Caprice one. This was the one where you had to go, and it was the first time you saw golems, and you fight the crystal golem while you're looking for like the pentaveret uh, crystal or something, whatever it was called. And I could not get to the cave across the like water. 
until there was either no water or it was frozen. And it just stopped me from doing it. And I may be stupid and couldn't find a way across otherwise if there were other paths that you can take during different seasons. But I really could not figure out how to cross from the land from the shore on one side to the uh, shore on the other where I went to uh, go into the Crystal Cavern. Like, if there's another way, then it really, really was obfuscated where I couldn't find it. Yeah, I could not. I don't remember what season. See, this is the problem. It's been so long since I was there. I can't remember. Like, I know, I mean, I know that echelon um, or that area, that circle of Nadiria, because, you know, you go back there several times. But, but yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm having a hard time remembering. I don't remember what season it was there at all. I actually did not have, that's one of the things I was going to talk about today. I actually did not have trouble with exploration even though some of the dungeons get a little tricky starting around i want to say probably once you get to the middle echelons like the actual dungeons require some you know it's the map is blacked out until you explore everywhere and there's like Mm -hmm. portals you have to stand on to find certain things and i had kind of a similar go ahead When you say dungeon, you're actually meaning the end caves and things like that, the dungeon part of it at the end of the circle, not the, like, area of the circle itself, right? The ones where you get the teleport and everything back and forth from the beginning to the beginning to the very near the very end. Right, yeah, so... Okay, okay, okay. I wasn't sure if you were referring to the circles as dungeons overall. I gotcha. No, no, no. So, to people, I guess, who haven't played who are listening to this episode, um, the way the game is set up is... You essentially unlock different areas of Nadiria. It starts with lower and then, you know, work your way up to middle, upper, all that kind of stuff. Then you, so anyway, you you do that in each area that you unlock that's a different layer of that circle. Um, you have kind of like an open area where you can run around and scout monsters. It's not a good idea yet because your reputation isn't up in that area. So what you do is you go and each, almost every area has a dungeon and then you go into that dungeon and you complete it. It ends with a boss fight, maybe two boss fights, and then your reputation goes up. And so then you run around the actual like area again and it makes it easier to scout monsters so that's kind Mm -hmm. of the gameplay loop for this game and the actual setup of it is very similar to what you see in in other dragon quest games like mainline dragon quest games where it's like you have you have some wilderness you go to a town there's like some problems going on in the town and the hero has to solve them and then you just work your way through like that like it's very it's set up in a very traditional dragon quest way which i love by the way like, the way that it's set up, it feels very much like I'm playing a full Dragon Quest game as opposed to a spinoff, which is probably my favorite thing about this game. Yet another reason why I don't get people who are, like, crapping on the narrative or whatever, because I'm like, it's right. structured like a like a Dragon Quest game is. Like, like, do you like Dragon Quest games? Like, it's brief. Like, I get it. Like, you know, yes. some of some of the monster towns you get to, it's not like there's a lot to explore in those towns. It's usually just a camp with, like, three or four NPCs. They all have a unique quirk, but then it's, like, that kind of gives them some personality that I really appreciated. Like, I thought it was impressive, the amount of, like, personality and kind of quirks that they packed into just, like, one or two lines from these NPCs. But right. 
but like the structure itself feels like a very traditional, you know, mainline Dragon Quest game. And so, I mean, I really was all does. in for it. But yeah, with the dungeons, you, they get a little more complicated with having to do some things. And that was one that I was yesterday or whenever we were talking about um, about it, that it reminded me that I wanted to talk about at some point in the podcast episode when we got into more spoilers. Is So there's the dungeon, it's Shifting Sands. It is in... A middle echelon whose name I cannot remember, um, but it's called the Shifting Sands, and it may be the Caprice yeah. one actually. It may be the second. It may be the second um, second area of the of the Caprice layer or Ring of Nadiria, whatever it's called. Okay, where there's like golems and stuff in that one too. And um, anyway, so the Shifting Sands. You go in. You essentially the way you explore, there's a few stairs, but you drop into holes because there's like holes in the floor and you drop into the holes where the sand is running down. But then there's also big piles of sand that block your view or sometimes there's pillars that have fallen over that keep you from being able to continue walking down that path. Right. So it's a little bit of a puzzle. Whatever. I play RPGs almost exclusively. I'm used to this kind of thing. Not a big deal. So you see that kind of thing. It's not like you're being tricked. But oh my god, like this dungeon, I don't know if, again, maybe it's like you said, maybe I was just being stupid or whatever, but I could not figure out where to where to go. I kept, I, I could see on the map, I had, I had opened up the entire map, like it was all showing, but there was yeah. this one area in the middle where it has like the portal, you know, that lets you go back to the beginning if you want to. Yeah. Like it showed that right. on the map and... There's even like there was even a part of the area where it's like I could see that room. I just couldn't get into it because of a pile of sand in my way. Uh, I was like I kept running back and forth. I kept running around and was really stressed out. Now, keep in mind, also, I was playing this by the time I got to this part. I don't know. I don't think it was in my first the first weekend I had it. Um, okay. I, I mean, I, I sunk like 20 ish hours in in the first weekend. And so it was probably if it was not the first like three or four days of me having it. It was somewhere along in there. But anyway, so there's not like guides for this, right? Like it's not like... No, right. It's not like Brand you get new, stuck. nobody's out writing this stuff right now. Like people are writing this stuff right now. It's not already written. Yeah, and so I was like, okay, there's no video to watch. There's no guide to Google. I'm sure there's other people who have reached this point or are further than me already, but like those people haven't gone on the internet and been like, this is how you find your way to the ship through the shifting sands. And so anyway, finally, as luck would have it, there is a part in the, in the basement there, there's a part where like the, uh, there's a pillar that's fallen, that's off to the side and you can actually run across it. Um, but I just totally missed it. There's a couple of pillars like that that I'd found, but I just had completely missed that one. Like it was very well hidden. And I did. I spent like an embarrassingly long amount of time running around the shifting sands where I actually, I actually like had, you know, you get frustrated and you just kind of have to sit the game down and you're like, I, I want to do yep. something else for a little while. It's like, like I it's will not come even, back to this at some point. Yeah. Like it's not even like rage or anything so much as just like exhaustion where you're like, yeah, I'm yep. going to go read a book or I'm going to go like, like stare at the sky for a little bit. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. It was that kind of thing where I just like sat it down and I was like, all right, you know, like I, I know I have to review this game. I know I have to beat it in a timely manner, but I just, I can't do this. And so I sat it down and I I don't know if I came back to it that night. Cause I mean, I had, I'd been in there for a long time and 
um, I finally just by pure luck managed to get my way through it. And that was really, that was really probably the first frustration I really had with the game. And it wasn't even, it wasn't like it was bad design or anything. It was just like me getting stuck for a little while. And the game being so new that there wasn't a way to just quickly Google it or like cheat my way through it. Right. Yeah. And so I just kind of had to figure out the puzzle for myself, but. Oh uh, no. Like, oh no. It's like 1997 yeah. again. Yeah, exactly. And so, so <laughs> like that, that was, that was kind of frustrating. And, uh, but you know, it wasn't like the game's fault or anything. It was just no. me trying to figure my way uh, like through things. Um, but with that being said, I feel like one thing that I do like about this game that I don't think we've touched on yet, um, that kind of goes hand in hand with all of this is that I do like that each area does not feel too long and it doesn't feel too short. Like each area I think feels like about as long as you need it to be. Like I would say, like I estimated in my review that I think I probably spent an average of 30 minutes in each area. Okay. Like, like, like counting like 30 minutes, like probably 30 minutes in like, you know, you go to the, the lower echelon uh, of Caprice since we've been talking about that. Right. And, you know, I probably spent 30 minutes there getting to the dungeon and then scouting some monsters after, you know, get having my reputation raised. And then I right. might have spent 30 minutes in the actual dungeon itself and fighting the boss where it was like it yeah. never felt like really like I was getting stuck there. The only area that really felt overly large to me was the one uh, I, I don't know if you've gotten there yet, but the one, it's the lower echelon that's like a garbage dump and it looks kind of like Midgar from Final Fantasy VII. No, like PS1 I have Midgar. not made it there, no. Okay, well that's one of the... No, 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 not at all. Okay, so so that's one of the lower echelons. So you you're, you still at least have one. Or okay, two so more. I've still got that one left, yeah. Yeah, and then I think there's, this is a minor spoiler for you and people listening, but I think there's five circles and then there's like a little bonus circle that we can talk Mm. about at a later date before you start unlocking the middle ones but um anyway so uh like you haven't met ludo yet right that's later i don't think so his name doesn't ring a bell but i might not have been paying attention to his name you'd remember him silver-haired guy looks like looks a lot like sorrow um he's he's dressed like cowboy hat man from dragon quest 10 Nope, absolutely not. Nope. Okay, cool. Um, so anyway, um, yeah, but there's there's like a area that's like a, a dump, and it really does. It looks kind of futuristic, but also like dystopian, and it really reminded me a lot of PS1 Final Fantasy VII Midgar running around. Not necessarily in a bad way, but just like in a, I mean, that's just what it looked like to me. Like that one, I felt like I spent extra time in, but it was because, it was because the actual, not the dungeon part of it, but like the overworld part of it is laid out in a very maze-like way. But also once you get to the top portion to the gate, it's like the gate is locked. And I was like, no, (laughs) Like, no. like, like I just fought my way all the way up to the top here for this gate and it's locked. Yep. And I, and it was another one of those cases where it was like, you know, the game was still new. Like this is even earlier in the game. So there was like no way any guides or anything was like up for this part of, of the game. And so I, I went around and just kind of explored 
you know, scouted some monsters when I could. My reputation was not up, so but I was overpowered. So it was like generally, I think I had like a <laughs> twenty to twenty five percent was what I could get it up to, even without okay. my reputation yeah. being up. So I still managed to scout some because I really wanted a slime knight. Uh, the slime knights that run around mm, in there. Gotcha. Yeah. And I get it. Which was a disappointment, by the way. I really wanted a slime knight, and then apparently my party was either too overpowered already, or the slime knight just sucks in this one, because I was like, oh, I don't need you, and he just hung out in the paddock forever. He's still in the paddock. Um, Couldn't bring yourself to uh, to synthesize him? I just He just didn't ever synthesize with anything that I needed uh, him to synthesize with. Yeah, it was just like... Oh, so he is a total disappointment. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, like I... Uh, I ended up finding it though. There's like a little tower with some stairs and like metal stairs. Cause again, it's futuristic, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. you, uh, you just run up the like scaffolding stairs to get to the top and you're, you appear on the other side of the gate and then um, you can zoom once you get through the dungeon and all that, you can like zoom, but the gate still doesn't open, which I was disappointed by. So even after you beat that area, I, I ran back out and I was like, I was like, oh, the gate's going to be open for me now because, again, this ain't my first RPG. I know how these things right. work, but the gate wasn't opened. And I was like, but that's Dang. how it's supposed to work. Like, the obstacle should be open now. I mean, you can zoom and stuff, so it makes it a little easier. But Zoom um, does did... make a very big de- difference in this game. It would be much more tedious if you couldn't zoom as easily and often as you can. Yeah, and there's this is getting way, way ahead, so I'm not going to say where it is or anything yet, but there is an area uh, later in the game. You leave Rose Hill Tower, and there's no zoom locations. Like, I like mm. I filled out the map, so I don't think it's like that I've just, like, missed, you know, a corner that yeah. becomes a zoom location. I think it's just it doesn't have any zoom locations. At that point in the game, I think that's kind of the point, because it's kind of like, right. you know, you want it to be a little harder, so it's a little challenging. You can't just like reach, you can't reach a you checkpoint, go- zoom back to Rose Hill Tower and have your party instantly heal and then zoom back exactly. to that checkpoint. So I think yep. that was kind of the point of it. But still, even after like getting through that area, I, I was like, man, I think it, I, there should be some zoom spots here. You and people listening will have that to look forward to. Yeah, that's great. Um, great, 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 Later great, on. Great, great, great. Cool, an- cool, 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 <laughs> cool. Um, but... But yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed it. My favorite my favorite areas in the whole game, I did not expect this to be the case, but my actual favorite in the whole game is the uh, the circle of indulgence uh, where everything looks like cupcakes and candy all it the time. It is so fun. I walked in on that. So the lower echelon of that where I walked in and I immediately got happy that I'm like, this is what I play Dragon Quest games for. Yeah, it's, it's all also bright some of the te- and silly it's and, and cheery and happy. Yeah. yeah, and it's also the kind of thing that I've loved, like in racing games. Ever since I saw Wreck It Ralph, anytime I see a like racing game that has a food themed, like candy and baked goods themed course, I get really happy to see. So it was that same feeling when I walked in here. I'm like, yeah, you guys know what you're doing. It does. It looks like it looks like Sugar Rush from Wreck It Ralph. It does. It's like you. You expect Vanellope to just like show up at any time and tell Sorrow. Which would be wonderful. I would be all for that if I could synthesize uh, the glitch. Let's do it. (laughs) Yeah, I think I really liked the first one, but I was also kind of like, I think I was kind of 
Like it felt that one, the first, cause the lower one feels very brief and all the lower ones overall are brief. Cause I get it. It's kind are, of yeah. just like in, introducing you to each circle and that kind of stuff at that point in the game still. But overall, I think it's actually the middle, middle echelon of okay. uh, the circle of indulgence. That is actually my favorite where I just, I spent maybe not a lot of time there. Cause I didn't need like a ton of stuff. I got like the large mole guy. He's not the normal mole, but he's like a bigger one. Looks kind of like Don mole, but he's orange. Like there, there were some monsters in there that, you know, I recruited and stuff like that. And that's when I was right. a- around that time in the game. That's when I was already starting to kind of get like uh C and some B rank monsters in my party. Um, yep. So I was doing a lot of synthesis because I was finally like the monsters you you scout are still mostly like E rank at that point, but but I was like synthesizing enough that I was far enough along so I could scout them easy, and I just had so much fun running around in there and um, had a good time in the circle. It's the one where um, not Diabolic Hall, but the the Molosseum is. Yeah. It's in what the middle. The middle echelon of that one's pretty fun too. I love the way um, that one looks too. It's the con- first circle. Con- you is get. it conquest? It's conquest. Conquest. Right? Conquest. Yeah, it's the one that I like because of just how it looks like a monster realm. Like it looks like uh, you know Transylvania with the red moon and castle at the end of it. It's just like that one looks cool. I don't know what the upper echelons of it look like, but I do really like the uh, the way the lower one looks. Like I really, I really enjoy that. Yeah, um, the the other echelons look pretty good for it too. There's like weird flowers, and it looks very like Doctor Seuss, Doctor Seussian, Doctor Seussis, Seussical, Seussical, Doctor Doctor Seussist. I don't know. Anyway, it reminds me of Doctor Seuss in a good way. I've had quite a bit of fun uh, with that one. Even the circle of Caprice that that you've been talking about, like I don't remember the the lower one at all, but like the middle and upper ones, right? Like, like those those are pretty cool and have some pretty like the actual like overworld areas are pretty expansive and and fun to uh, to hang out in. And I like the uh, there's quite a bit of NPCs and some cool story moments. And mm-hmm. I think it's the middle one. I think it's in the middle when 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 some pretty cool story things happen as you, when you be, beat the Caprice middle echelon. Really like that one, and I am uh, I, I'm just like the I, I don't I I'm not gonna spoil post game for anybody, but that's um, I'm, I'm sorry that I'm having such a hard time like placing and remembering the names of everything because it's been like it's been a good bit now since I was there like originally. And, um, like I've, my mind has become so full blown, like I'm synthesizing all of these, like (laughs) really high ranking monsters. Like I'm trying to get the S rank uh, or X rank monsters right now. And, um, like I'm doing that. And there's also, uh, like, I think I mentioned eggs last week. Like you can do, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm trying to get like more rainbow eggs. As far as I know, it's still based on RNG, but I'm trying to, I'm sure someone's going to figure out some kind of like rainbow egg farming um, guide. I I have really bad luck with eggs. I think I said it um, last episode, but like nine out of 10 times, it's just a monster that like I don't even need. And then there were a few times where I got one that was like, uh, that would have a monster that was large and it was like, this one seems to be unusually powerful. Um, or yeah. whatever it says when you get them. 
but um but yeah you uh, i'm trying to i mean i'm still having fun with it i think this is going to be a game kind of like how with dq treasures how i was still playing it like a month after beating the game i was still just running around trying to collect stuff yep. and having fun like that's kind of what i'm doing now where it's like there's no real reason for me i mean there's a re- there's reasons but there's no like like other than just the fact that i'm having fun where i'm just like sitting around and mindlessly like mm-hmm. you know synthesizing monsters and trying to find cool eggs and things like that and it's kind of like when way way back when in like 2016 whenever i decided to actually get a living dex in pokemon <laughs> for poke like yeah. for pokemon bank and everything and i was just like constantly trading and hanging out on like the gts and running around uh hatching mm-hmm. piplup piplup eggs because back then you could trade piplups like prison cigarettes you could anything oh you goodness. wanted the world was yours <laughs> And, uh, man, I remember that. I actually remember sitting in my office at work, uh, trading piplups with the door closed. Yeah. It was like black market <laughs> piplup. It was, I know it really was. It was like, it was like cigarettes in prison. You could just get whatever yep. you wanted. The world was yours. You're like, Hey, you want, you want this piplup? I, I can get you a piplup, but uh, I'm going to need a, I'm going to need a ho-ho <laughs> in exchange <laughs> for, for this, uh, for this piplup. Yeah. Where I was just like, uh. I would I filled up a lot of my legendaries that I was missing by trading piplups. But anyway, it's kind of like that where I'm 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 busy doing that and it seems like I know they're uh either about to or maybe they have. I haven't booted the game up today, but going to have an update for it and it's like between that and the online stuff, if you really like the online, I could see this really appealing to people who want to spend time like uh on the competitive side of it and and taking advantage of the online features and all. I'm not really much of an online person myself, but I could see this having longevity, not just for me doing my whole thing, but just with people in general playing it. Like, I think this is a game that kind of like we saw with Builders 2, where it was like, you know, a year later, people are sharing stuff that they're doing in the game. Yeah. I still see people sharing things that they're building in Builders 2. It makes me so happy. Yeah. Yeah, it does me too. And every, every time I see it, I'm like, oh man, I should boot up builders too and make yep. something but then i never do there's always something else never to do instead and i just never do and yep. and i'm sure like i have okay so i have not said this to you or anyone publicly but i'm trying i don't think it's going to happen but i'm trying to 100 percent the monsterpedia and dragon quest monsters oh yeah so that means catching that means that means catching them all too, like scouting them all, right? So it doesn't yep. just mean like encountering them. You got to scout them all too. Can you synthesize them? It counts if you synth them, right? Yeah, as long as you as long as you have them like in your party or in your paddock. Yeah, in your party, so, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if I'll do it because it seems way harder than like I was going to hundred percent DQ treasures and then I got really really close and then I ended up just kind of you know getting bored or something else came out and then I never went back to it. I think I got like 98% through all the treasures. I mean, I did a lot of the treasures in that one. And so this is even harder. So I'm not sure if I'm really going to. But right now, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm like, I've kind of got a big dumb smile on my face. And I'm like, I'm going to 100% the Monsterpedia. The only thing I'm not sure about, because obviously I'm missing some entries in my Monsterpedia, is I'm not sure if the McDonald's ones that were only in Japan, like the cheeseburger and all those McDonald's oh, ones. Oh, yeah. I don't know if those count because there's, I mean, they obviously, they weren't released over here. 
And I've seen some people uh, online sharing screenshots of like eBay where people are selling them for like $75 USD and just like ridiculous things. Holy crap. So I'm really hoping hoping that those don't count for the Monsterpedia completion because if so, then there's there's like no way I'm ever gonna 100% the Monsterpedia in this game. It's just yeah, not possible. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, I but, was looking at those the other day and I never thought to look on eBay to see how much they were selling for and I'm kind of glad I didn't now. Good lord. I'm pretty that's close. That's a lot. I didn't bother next week. Next week I can run downstairs and uh, like I'll look, but um, just right now it would take too long and be too much trouble. But um, I need to look. I didn't look to see what my percentages were. I think my actual percentage of of like the monsters I've seen mm-hmm. is pretty high. Is is pretty close to one hundred. Like I, I would confidently say it's in the nineties somewhere because there's a few monsters that i know i haven't seen yet like the really rare ones yeah. hard to get ones and then there's some that i think i've probably just missed either from not being either probably being like a seasonal exclusive because there's some some that are only exclusive to like specific seasons in specific areas yeah. because there's some gaps in my monsterpedia that like like from what i've seen at least and again i have most of it filled out at this point like it seems like the earlier monsters are, like it's divided up by family, but still the earlier monsters are like toward the beginning part, and they spread mm-hmm. out from there. And there's like there's a couple of like from I want to say there's like two in the slime family that are just completely empty, and I don't know where I've missed them from because I was pretty gung ho about slimes, and I know that they're early on because of their placement in them. Like they're all like they're in the same area as like the normal slime, and like the she slime and the cure slime and that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. so I'm not sure, I'm not sure exactly what I've missed or where, I, where, but I know that some of the monsters that aren't in my monsterpedia are like the easier ones. And I'm sure at some point that I'll just like Google where those monsters are located and then just go scout one real quick. Um, since yeah, I'm trying surely. to hundred percent it instead of just relying on luck, <laughs> instead of just running around everywhere, like I'm going to follow my nose. I'm just going to see yep. where, where it takes me. Which is fun, but it's not uh, not really the most efficient way to complete a uh, collection. Yeah, especially when they're like exclusive to seasons and an area like yeah. that, like that could take me forever. Like I could ne- like I might literally never find it um, unless I just sit there at every season and every echelon, which would take so many hours. I'm sure so to, long, uh, yeah, to sit through there. Yeah, but um, but anyway, that's kind of where I'm at, just personally with DQ monsters right now is is getting trying to hundred percent it. We'll see. We'll see if I really do that or if that's, I don't. That's a lot, though. Like that is, I'm I will be impressed if you do, because that is, is that's hard. It is a lot. I think I can at least get hundred percent on like seeing them all, even if I can't get a hundred percent on getting them all. Maybe. But we'll see. I, I need With to go. the unique ones. Yeah, I'll need to check and see what the Monsterpedia says sometimes. We'll find out. But yeah. anyway, thank you guys for listening to this week's episode. Um, also, happy holidays, everybody. This is our last episode yeah, before real. before Christmas. Um, so hope you guys have a great holiday weekend. And remember, uh, if you want to talk to us, 
on Twitter. We're at DragonQuestFM. You can also support this podcast over at patreon.com slash DragonQuestFM. And just a special shout out to all of our patrons. Uh, We really appreciate all of you guys and are just very thankful to have all of y'all around this year and every year that we've been around. Um, Really means a lot. It's true. And if you want to talk to me individually, you can find me on Twitter and Blue Sky at DragonQuestin. And I'm on Twitter and threads at uh, Professor Beej. And uh, yeah, remember, he, like he said, we have our Patreon at patreon.com slash dragonquestfm. Bye, everybody. Bye, y'all.